When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you like beer? Do you like free? How about, you guessed it, free beer? As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that. Thanks to our good pals at Beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash city and cover just the postage of £4.95. And, as if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the Man City Show, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's ten free beers! Beer 52 are the beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beers from around the smallest batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise, then, that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand, and many, many more, but they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive and a beery snack is thrown in. Just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash city to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, the Man City Show listeners get two extra free beers. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And I think it would be uh, inappropriate if I didn't start off, first of all, by offering our condolences to Pep Guardiola, his friends and family, following the sad death of his dear mother. Uh, we send love and best wishes to Pep and all the family. Um, and with that in mind, in these uncertain times, I think it's appropriate also I should just check in on my three guests and check 
how they are and how their family are. Um, in no particular order, welcome back to uh, a regular on the show, Tony Newgrosh. You, you fit and well, Tony? Thankfully, yes, all fit and well, mother-in-law included, I'd, I'd hasten to add. So, yes, it's a cosy house, but all well, thank you. Good stuff. And uh, Rob Barron, CTID. Um, just checking, did, did did you get a call, Rob? Did I see on one of your social media channels? Just want to tell us about that as well? Yes, I did, and I was hugely impressed by that, that one of the non-playing staff uh, had an assignment to ring up as many season card holders uh, as he was able to check if there was anything that they needed in this time of crisis. And I was hugely impressed by that and his humility in asking and wanting to know what we thought about what the club was doing and if they could do anything better. That's brilliant. That is lovely to hear. Um, I'm still waiting for my call, but uh, maybe they're doing it in age order, Rob. Maybe they're starting with the oldest first. That's maybe where you got the call well, well before I got mine. Indeed. <laughs> uh, and last but certainly not least, uh, a man who's known around the globe for having probably one of the finest city match-worn shirt collections ever. It's a great pleasure to welcome to the Man City Show, Mark McCarthy. Mark, are you all fit and well in your house? Yes, we're all good in the McCarthy household so far, doing what we need to do and uh, hoping it passes as quickly as it arrives. Absolutely. Well, listen, with no football to talk about, um, I've kind of decided not to do much of the football chat tonight because it's just so much so up in the air and kind of almost so irrelevant. But but something that has always interested me and always excited me um, has been the various kits that City have worn over the years. And, and when I found Mark, uh, it was a, a fantastic moment for me. And we've kind of uh, we see each other traveling to and from uh, our various stations to the Etihad on match days and, and got to know each other from sort of nodding terms to to now conversing quite regularly. And, and, and it's a great thrill and a pleasure to have you on, on the show, Mark. And uh, I just, it will be interesting, I'm sure, for the listeners to, to understand just how it all started, really, this amazing collection you have of, uh, of let's be clear here, match-worn City shirts. How did it all start? Well, it started for me when um, a relative of mine, including the surname, Mick McCarthy, played for City in the early ah. 80s. That was my link to the club. Uh, knew nothing about football until a, a visit to my grandfather's who's Mick's uncle, he's Mick's uncle, one Sunday afternoon for him to tell me this relative of mine had signed for Man City and from that day on, <laughs> life would never be the same again. Um, so I've always for years wanted to, um, to trace a shirt that Mick would have worn you know, during his spell at the club between 85 and 87. It was kind of like, they're not you know, too easy to get hold of the shirts from that era, but I eventually tracked one down from a collector who was selling um, for... Quite uh, an impressive price, <laughs> let me add you, but it was the shirt I had to have. And uh, it was only of my intention to get that one shirt. It was an interesting collecting shirt, but the shirt arrived and it sort of kicked on from there. The smell of the shirt, the history, the nostalgia, everything. And uh, it grew rather quickly from there. And so how long ago are we talking about then, Mark? When, did it, when, when just a reminder, those that maybe don't remember Mick and it, how many years after he finished playing or while he was still playing, what era are we talking about that very first shirt? So we're talking it's a little under 10 years ago. So it's oh, really? Well, you know, but it was a dream from a child to, to have that shirt. I mean, I'm, I'm based in Milton Keynes, so growing up in the south, uh, there wasn't very much coverage of Man City. We haven't got the technology. We didn't have the technology, sorry, we've got now. So... It was quite a dream that's really come true, I suppose, if you look at it that way. And, and 
assist in looking at a collection today, and we'll come on to how people can see the, the amazing collection on social media. How many have you got in total? Do you, have you got kind of a current stock count, as it were? Do you know how many there are in the collection? Yeah, I'd hazard a guess that 213 we're up to now, but I've just secured a couple of shirts today, so that will uh, that will jump up a couple of inches. Uh, but, uh, so what, 213, which are all match-worn or issued shirts. And sort of what were the two you got today, just to sort of bring you up to date? So where, did, where did they come from and, and which particular ones are they? Well, these were a couple of shirts from um, a youth team player at City. He only, he only appeared once. I'm not going to give his name because they don't give too much info out until the shirts are hanging with the others. <laughs> so they're kind of they're, they're sure. unique. There may not be something that would appeal to sort of, you know, the bigger audience. But as a collector, you like to get them ones that, you know, are quite unique and ones that are not really sort of ready available and i do i do know the answer to this question because we have talked before uh, on, on on a on a different radio station uh what what's missing there, there must be that one iconic shirt that you know you've seen that maybe you're in short supply that no one's got just just because there may well be somebody listening to the show who's got one in their attic which is part of this the idea of getting you on as well of course so what's that one shirt mark that you absolutely are missing and you would absolutely love to have in that collection well, with, since, since that call, I've secured that shirt I mentioned, which was the full Members' Cup final shirt of 1986. Um, City did more or less just a mock-up shirt of the away shirt that season. Uh, he pressed a badge on it, a badge on it, sorry, and away, the way they went, and it was the only time it was worn. So that one, if you recall, Nigel, was the full Members' Cup final shirt. So yeah, yeah, that's right. I've added um, Graham Baker's shirt from that game, who he was a substitute replaced if you read uh, so i've got that shirt so but the thing with collecting every time you tick off one holy grail or the one you want <laughs> the next one <laughs> is there also so that's now become the, the the yellow 1989 away shirt at city for some strange reason wore at arsenal away and julie got thumped four nil and peter swells declared they will never wear yellow again <laughs> So if anybody's got that yellow Arsenal 1989 away away kit, then they can get hold of you, Mark, and you'd be very happy to have a conversation with them, I suspect. I would do indeed. The shirt was actually donated to the son of a city director at the time, and it was used by a Sunday league team throughout Manchester, and they used it throughout the 90s. So I've always sort of got lads who are sort of 40 years of age say to me, I wore that shirt on a Sunday. <laughs> I saw my window cleaner wearing that shirt, and you just... You know, Obviously, hindsight's a, a wonderful thing, but there will be one out there. That's the funny collecting. You always believe that the shirt you're after is out there, and you look and dig deep enough, they normally are. And do you have a personal favourite yourself as well? Is the one in that collection that say, well, as I said before, I've asked the guys, both Rob and, and Tony, to kind of think through some of their favourites, and we'll, we'll get on to that in a moment. But, but yourself, do you have a personal favourite or one or two that stand out as being the ones that are absolutely your, your favourites yeah. in the collection? I do. I, I have a favourite 50, but we won't have time. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Obviously, Pick shirt is the top shirt because it's where it's all started. And, you know, it, it, the, the shirts, you, I'm sure you guys will agree with me, they just relate to that area. And they jog your memory and you go back. You're there when you look at the shirt or any kind of memorabilia. Uh, but it'd be mixed shirt. Closely followed by, and I know you're like this one, Nigel, Tommy Booth's 1969 Cup Final shirt. Uh, and yeah. also, my, I would say the next one, a favourite, is I've got, I don't really do modern shirts too much unless you can get them virtually off the player's back, which I did 
on David, David Silvers for the 8-0 win over Watford. So he was captain in that game, scored after eight seconds. His last season, 8-0 win, and there's a possibility it could be a null and void game. So, for sure. Uh, 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 we, we, we won't go there. But I no, think no, I, I wasn't trying to go there, but I changed it. Something. I was just, it may give that shirt <laughs> a bit more significance. But yeah. No, no, no yeah. I was going somewhere else, which I think actually that day, didn't you have a special invitation by the club that day as well, Mark, yes, as well? Yes, yes. Right. You actually were exhi- exhi- just talk us through that exhi- exhibition that you, you were able to create at the Etihad to, to coincide with 125 years. What a day that must have been. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, the club contacted me a week or so before. Uh, and asked, could I bring some shirts? They put the mock dressing room up on City Square. They did ask me, actually, could I bring uh, one to 12 shirts, which I did, and they said, drop them off. <laughs> drop them off. It was about 40 pounds <laughs> worth of shirts. Um, and they sort of left me in charge to, to, to man the shirts, me and my lad Harvey, and, you know, with young lads coming up, eating cheeseburgers and drinking uh, <laughs> Ribena. I was, you know, get back, get back. And uh, so I had my work cut out, and... They did offer to upgrade our tickets to the Legends Lounge, which I sort of said, without being rude, we've done that quite a few times. So I'm going to be cheeky and ask this question. And uh, they said very un- very unlikely that would be able to happen. But we were halfway back to Piccadilly Station. I got the call to say, we've got something for you. And I couldn't get back there quick enough. <laughs> so that's, that's when you ended up with, obviously, David Silver's 21 shirt uh, worn on the day that we thumb Watford. That was uh, very special. Uh, in terms of the oldest, what, what, what I mean, this is, Rob, Rob was probably there. Probably he's, Rob's so old he's got an, aut- an autograph Bible, so he's he's been around many years. So, so uh, the oldest one you've got in the collection? The oldest one I've got now. Last time we spoke, it was a 34 Cup final, but I was since contacted by a guy who had George's George Hicks' 1926 FA Cup final shirt, and um, he sold that to me. So that now the oldest, and he, he sold it for a great great price to me as well because I'm. People, fellow blues, no, I'm not a dealer. I'm just an avid collector. So, and he said I wanted it to be in your collection. So, now it goes. Amazing. And it's Wembley mud stains on it, and, and how the players moved in them days. The shirts are so heavy. Fantastic. So that's. <laughs> and I'm interested to know. Do, do, am I right in thinking you don't wash them? What, what they, whatever condition they come in, they stay like that, or how do they? You must wash them to keep them fresh. It would your your spare room would stink, wouldn't it, if you if you leave them as they are? <laughs> It stinks of nostalgia, I call it. <laughs> that's not that's not what the words the wife uses. But um, <laughs> no, you can't. Let the shirt. So you don't. So you don't. You don't wash them then. You don't wash I've them. You leave them exactly as got, they are. I've got the shirt. Trevor Morley scored the clinching promotion goal in uh, Bradford in '89, uh, which is unwashed. So that it, it needs to be kept in a, in a, in a um, plastic bag to sort of you know stop it from smelling the room out. But that when that came in the, the post, I wasn't. I wasn't at home, so the wife found that one and she suggested she was going to stick it in the wash for me, which um, was not a good idea. I think it gives it a bit more you know, history of the shirts unwashed. Maybe not everybody, but that's my take on it. <laughs> I, I, know, I know you're not a dealer, but but are people always interested in value and price and so on as well. And 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 I suppose as a collection, do you have any idea what that might be worth? And and, and, and a sort of supplementary question: which, which is the most valuable shirt? Is it that is it that hick shirt of twenty six just because of its age, or is there another one that you've got in the collection? Yeah, it would be it would be that one. But a shirt can be what anyone's prepared to pay for them, really. They have a lot of value. You can say, well, this is valued at X amount, but it could go at auction. If somebody wants it, they'll pay a lot more. For instance, I've got one from 
53 when City first used floodlights at Main Road. It was a one-off special shirts with a silk design to reflect the floodlights. And then um, Billy Soden was a trialist player for City. He scored a hat-trick in that shirt. It's the number nine. So it's quite rare and unique. So that could, you know, who, who knows what value you could put on a shirt like that. As a terms for the collection, I have an idea of what they're worth. Uh, I don't think I'd like to say that on, on air. <laughs> But um, I also have an idea I've paid over the years as well, and I wouldn't like to repeat that either. A man does need a hobby. Amazing. No, it is really fantastic. Uh, and uh, Rob, have you any any thoughts, reflections yourself on what you've heard from Mark? Well, it's just absolutely fascinating to to listen. I'm drooling here, and um, it's it's just amazing to have such initiative to to launch something like that. And I didn't know you were related to Mick McCarthy, who was a very fine footballer, and uh, that's that's good to know. The 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 shirt. Do you keep? Do you go for goalkeepers jerseys as well? Yes, yeah, I do. I've got quite a few keepers shirts. Probably my favourite goalkeeper shirt is the the green eighty five eighty six when it it was a green goalkeeper shirt, as we all remember goalkeepers wore, not like you know the voluminous lollipop things that come out in nowadays, which was worn by Nixon and. Um, Alex Williams. Because I, I mean, Rothman keeps on saying how old I am, which is libelous. But I, I can remember Troutman, for example, wearing a jersey, not not a shirt. Yeah. Um, and if you got one of those, that would be amazing. I don't know whether they're still around. Not, not, not a Troutman shirt. I haven't. They would be so so scarce. I've got a '34 final shirt, and they're just they're so thick and heavy. They're more like a rugby shirt. Tony, your your thoughts and reflections. I have to say, that's all amazingly nostalgic. Funnily enough, he talks about the Arsenal game, 4-0. Uh, I was at that game. I remember it very clearly. And I remember Mick McCarthy in particular there screaming at our goalkeeper when uh, he let in the fourth goal. Um, Trevor Morley, yep. Remember where I was when he scored. So some great memories and all that. I was just, just wondering if you've got a Rick Holden shirt and whether it needed washing. <laughs> it's a bit unfair on Rick. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I've got two of Rick. One I uh, purchased direct from Rick, the purple '93, '94 away, and also the the away shirt. So a couple of Ricks in the collection. And I always remember Mick McCarthy saying he would only ever wear a short sleeve top, wouldn't he? Because it gave him the psychological edge over the striker he was marking. So, yeah. if you any long sleeve Mick McCarthy shirts, I bet. Well, during that season '85, '87, Mick was telling me. Um, because I've got his long sleeve shirt from that season as well, but he, oh. he's had, I didn't wear long sleeve shirts. And yeah. Quite clear <laughs> no, why, because I, I was a man. <laughs> but, uh, but he, the shirts then, that they got a long sleeve and a short sleeve would, would last for the two seasons. That was it. And he said they were virtually counted off the players back, counted after the game to make sure they're all there. Obviously, money was tight then. And today, obviously, they get four or five a game. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. 
Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Uh, um, and also, they swap, they swap shirts as well, don't they? I suppose, are, are they all city shirts, the ones you've got, or have you picked up other teams, England shirts, for example, other countries? Um, how, how does that work, Mark? Have you got into that? I had a little spell when I thought I started uh, collecting England shirts related to City players. Uh, so I had a few, then I just thought, this is going to get out handy. I need to move that on quick and stick to what I'm doing because it, it just never ends. So the post of, sort of non-England, different shirts I've got. I mean, I bought some stuff from Gordon Davis, the striker, in 85-86 season. Uh, City played in Spain, a pre-season tournament. We got beat by Barcelona or or no, I've been Hallelujah, sorry, the team we played. And he swapped shirts with a Barcelona player. So I've got a couple of them ones and a couple of from uh, pre-season games in Japan we played in the mid-90s as well, where the, the players I purchased shirts from had swapped. So they came as part of the deal as well. I like that because they're, they're, they're unique and just something a bit different. Nigel, can you t- yes, yes. Can I just ask Mark about... Uh, the authenticity of, of what he's collecting, because presumably it's only recently that players have had their names on the shirts. So when you're going back uh, quite some time, how do you know that it is what people say it is? Well, you can tell by the the shirt, the stitching in the shirt, the, the numbers and stuff and how it's stitched, with, that it's, it's an, a genuine product. I mean, uh, product, sorry. Most of the time, you get them from ex-players of that yeah. era, so there's no better provenance from that. And you, you'd buy it, and sometimes you'd ask them to write a little note with the shirt to say they wore it and stuff like that. So mm, That's great. Thank you. Uh, and you talked earlier about other collectors as well, Mark. I suppose, obviously, it's a thing, I, I guess. So I suppose you're in touch with other collectors, not just of city shirts, but of other teams as well. Yeah, that that's one of the kids. There's... There's other me's out there. I don't think quite, <laughs> maybe like me. <laughs> they are out there. Each team has got, you know, a couple of supporters who would collect. And everybody looks out for each other. So, you know, you think I'll have a break this month from buying. And I might get four emails from different fans from different clubs saying, oh, this one's popped up here or this one's popped up there. So, And you do the same for them if you're talking. You can put a shirt their way. So everyone sort of looks out for each other with them. Amazing. I did mention, obviously, uh, I've asked the guys in preparation to think about their, their favourite shirts. Um, uh, so, so, Rob, do you want to sort of run through, uh, I don't know how many you want to go through, maybe, Mark, if you've got a comment or if, even if you've got one of these shirts, sure. would be amazing as well. So, Rob, Rob just give us a, an indication of kind of, I don't know, your, your top three, if you like. Yeah. Well, the first one is the uh, 1956 Cup Final shirt which is maroon with a, uh, a thin white stripe uh, going down. And it's a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing shirt. And what's remarkable about it is that the badge uh, is the biggest badge on a football shirt that I've ever seen. And it's, it's a badge which says Wembley 1956 on it, but it's the crest of the city of Manchester. And uh, it's it's in orange. It's really beautiful and, and something I'm I'm still proud to wear. 
So, so the background of that, so it's interesting because I, I, I my favourite, one of my favourites, one of my top three is, and you indicated you got obviously Tommy Booth's number five shirt from that match is the 1969 FA Cup final where they wore the brilliant red and black stripes. I think all three of us are keen on, which again, it was the city of Manchester crest as opposed to a Manchester City crest. What's, what's the background to that much? Do you know why they had that crest rather than the Manchester City crest in these cup finals? Yeah, they always it was it was the symbol for the final shirt. It's used on all of them. I don't think it, the last the recent ones it's not, but it was used as the, the the badge for them shirts. The '56 final shirt, Rob. I've got one. I was looking at it as you were saying it, and you're right. It, it, it's stunning. It, it stops you the badge, the size. You know, absolutely fantastic. The shirt I've got from that final was actually the spare shirt. They had one spare shirt for the final, which didn't have a number on the back. So if there was obviously a shirt ripped or something it would have been brought on. And the shirt was given from the city physio to a young lad for his birthday as a present a couple of weeks after the final. Yeah. I purchased it from him. And it's in absolutely pristine condition. He had it stored at home, you know, since then. Which is a fantastic shirt. And the, the, just the material is just so thick. And it's a, it's a stunning looking shirt. The 69 final shirt, Nigel, which I know is, is your favourite, the red and black, yeah. which is, from Malcolm Anderson deciding City needed to look a bit more attractive, a bit more flair, and he wanted to base the shirt on AC Milan's shirt. And if you think about it, they wore that then, they wore it in 69, and then won the League Cup in 70 in the stripes, the Cup Winners' Cup in 70 in stripes, and then it obviously made a comeback 11-12 season, won the league, you know, that was our, our third shirt or second shirt. Uh, and, and, I, and I know Tony, you in your top three, you you got uh, as well as the red and black stripes. You've also got another iteration of that, haven't you? As well, which I think uh, is something you quite like. I like a good sash. Yes, it's, and again, there's been a <laughs> a few incarnations, hasn't there? The uh, black and and red stripes across across a manful chest with a, a white background. And I think they've reversed it a couple of times as well, just to, to keep us all on our toes. So that's always been a favourite. I think the other point we should make, it's got to be white shorts with the blue top, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But the sash, uh, Tony, was first, 72, 73, they used it. It was, uh, a lot of people compared it to, it looked like Crystal Palace. Yes. That sash. But it, it's a shirt that, I know one collector who's got one, um, I think he's put an order on me now. I can't contact him anymore about time. <laughs> <laughs> and then it came back around 09010, didn't it? And then you think of that black sash of that season, and I automatically think Chelsea away, the 4 2 game, John Terry, Rainbridge, handshake or non handshake. Yes. Yeah, I think it came 2002 3 was the away kit as well. Yes, with the last season at Main Road, we had mm. that. That was back for then as well, yeah. So, which others, Tony? For you, obviously, thank you for reminding us of the of the sash uh, with, the, with the white shirt with the red and black sash. Other other ones for you in your top three, Tony? Which else? Well, you it, for? it was also the 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 black and red stripes, a, a good thick, proper black and red stripes. I know we've desecrated it a few times, haven't we? But yeah, for some reason, that's just always struck me as a very strong, bold kit. And I think Malcolm Allison was right, really, wasn't he? That. Uh, that's a proper football kit and always happy to see us in that. Nigel, I, sorry, I, I was at the game when City first wore that red and black shirt when they were playing Everton. And when they came out, the City supporters were completely confused by it and booed uh, the players because they didn't think it was City when they came out. So uh, it was a good game to be at. 
Amazing. Well, I do, I do remember the story that about AC Milan. I remember reading about that, um, and really interesting that that it's become really iconic, uh, and it's it's certainly up there with with my favourites. You're talking about white shorts. I, I, also, for me, sky blue. I, we went through this period of having this laser blue, which I absolutely loathed. There's that particularly the one that I remember the Kappa shirt sponsored by Kappa with big blacks, you know, um, sort of stripes down the sleeve with their logo going down. I think Brother was sponsoring us at the time, but it wasn't Sky Blue, it wasn't City, and they called it Laser Blue. So what, what was that all about, Mark? How could they leave Sky Blue for Laser Blue? What was that all about? Yeah, that changed 97-98 uh, when the badge changed. When they found out that we didn't have rights to the badge, it was to do with the owner of the uh, souvenir shop. They changed it completely, the badge and the laser blue and that's everton chelsea for me i never associate i couldn't really take to that kit that was 97 98 and they used it for a couple of seasons uh, <coughs> uh, yeah but now that's become very collectible among fans because it's, it's quite unique now but it wasn't then it wasn't that popular then well, I've got, I've got one hanging in my wardrobe, but I don't, I don't like it. But I, for some reason, I bought it at the time. <laughs> but there we go. Um, and also, you talked about white shorts. And, and, and I think socks as well is something, again, that, you know, those people that get excited about this. I should just add at this stage, I, I spoke to a, a few members of the, of the podcast crew. And one of them, who will remain nameless, kind of said, I don't get excited about kits. So I'm not, I'm not your person to have on the show this week. So fair dues. But I know that both Tony and Rob were keen to, to, to get involved. So, Socks as well. Um, you know, I remember the uh, the game that was on Sunday afternoon. The QPR game was on Sky Sports again this uh, this Sunday afternoon. We had those sky blue and white hoop socks, which I wasn't a fan of at the time. I'll tell you my favourite socks were the ones that were sky blue with a white turnover and the maroon stripes. And I'm going probably late late 60s, early 70s, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Was it was that late 60s, am I right, Mark? Would you go yeah. back that far? Would you remember those socks I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. They used them quite a few times. They came back and made a few appearances back. Uh, 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 what is the maroon? Where's the? I, I get the red and black connection with, with AC Milan. What's what's the maroon connection? Obviously, Rob talked about uh, the '56 Cup final, and we've used it in different variations since. Do do we know where that came from and why maroon particularly? No, I don't know why the connection to the maroon is. I know it goes back. I think they they used it. It was in the because it was the '34 final shirt, obviously as well. So that colour, so it was used before the '56. Well, that was just plain. Plain maroon. Brilliant. Any that we hated over the years, and I, I've given you my sort of laser blue Kappa brother shirt, not a city shirt as far as I'm concerned. It was a, it was the wrong blue. Uh, Rob, you got any thoughts on your least favourite? Absolutely. Um, they they wear they've worn it this season. It's dreadful. It's custard coloured, and it merges uh, from one colour to the next between the shirt and the shorts. And I think it's shameful to be seen wearing that. Uh, absolutely horrid. I, I, I don't want to sound sexist, but but I read somewhere that this is partly also we clearly have got a women's team now as well, and a lot of girls. Women's football is a massively growing sport, as we know in the UK. Could it be to do with that? Is that do the girls find that one more attractive, or is that a really sexist comment that I'm going to get now sort of shouted down from from, from every quarter? 
Um, but I'm sure I read that somewhere. That was kind of the reason that was introduced. Um, I think it's a bit like a fruit salad, thinking about the old penny chews. That's what it reminds me of. Is that yeah. the one you're talking about, Rob? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, would, is, would that be fair, Mark, or am I making that up? And is that totally wrong from my point of view? No comment. <laughs> very can sense, very wise. Big can of worms there. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. Uh, very, very wise. I don't know why I even went there. I'm regretting it already. <laughs> I'm um, back now. Listen, oh, very good. Uh, we're just talking about your kind of your least favourite, Tony. One that you particularly dislike. Before we move on to other other subjects. I was talking about two minutes before I realised you couldn't hear me, but never mind. I was going to go for anything with check on it. Not happy about check at all for a football top. You know, certain kits should have certain designs. A V is rugby league. Check is nothing to do with football. I've got a, my, my sort of love-hate, though, is the uh, Gillingham kit, because that was check, wasn't it? That was yellow and black check. Um, more, a, more a stripe, I think, wasn't well, it? Well, I, I think it was a bit checked at the top, wasn't it? Mark, are you going to correct me here? Yeah, no, it was um, complete stripes. It was well, just... actually, you know what? But either way, yellow is not, doesn't work <laughs> for me. It, you look a bit like a steward stood there in it, didn't you? Um, so back around 2014, 15, do you remember the, the glow in the dark? We're Man City, we glow in the dark one, which was. <laughs> yeah, we've had a few over the years. Yeah, that was probably the one for me. I just thought. And anything with purple in as well, I have to add. Purple again, that's just not a football colour at all, is it? We've had a few deck chairs over the years. Didn't we lose, didn't we lose to Middlesbrough 8 0 in that one? No, that was the, the home blue we had on the last Okay, well, maybe my mind, but either way, don't like purple. Amazing. Listen, this is, I could talk about this all, all day, I have to say, and uh, there's one other topic I just want to uh, just sort of put in front of you and, and just ask for your view um, while there's no other football going on, and uh, that's kind of your best ever City five-a-side team. Bit of fun with this one as well. So who would uh, who would your lineup be? I don't know if you want to go... First mark on this one in terms of what your lineup would be. S five aside for City, Ooh. I'd put Edison in goal because the yeah. man simply do everything. I'd have Paul Power, his engine for getting up and down. I'd David Silva and a prime Ali Bernabia in midfield because nobody else would get the ball off them too once they started. And I toyed between Aguero and the goat up front, but I went with. <laughs> I went with the goat because he would just get goal after goal, ricocheting it off every part of his body to go in. And for a bit of nostalgia, I put Mark Lillis on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> now that, oh, I didn't see that one coming at all, I can tell you, I have to say. Brilliant. Bob, who have you gone for? I've got uh, Harry Dowd in goal um, <laughs> because he's a compact goalkeeper and you need to be compact in a five-a-side game. Uh, then uh, at the back, I've got Tommy Caton and Alan Oakes with uh, Freddie Hill as a substitute. It's Rob's favourite player. Look at Google him later. Freddie Hill Benny in every Hill? conversation. Listen, be respectful. Freddie Hill played for England uh, and he played for City and he was a very fine player in the 1970s. Uh, and then up front, I've got George Hanna and Joe Hayes from the 1956 team. And on the bench, I've got Georgie Kinkladze because I think he would be really impressive uh, in the confined space of a, a small five-a-side pitch. Fantastic. Should I give you mine then? 
Yep. Uh, I, I have gone for Keith McRae in goal. Um, <clears throat> for, for similar reasons to Rob, actually, sort of being a bit more compact and not not certainly the opposite of Joe Corrigan, who just wouldn't get down to a five-a-side goal, I don't think, bless him. And also, I, I was working up in Scotland, um, and the team member had a name badge on with the name McRae. And, of course, I did the usual, as you always do as a City fan, saying, I know one McRae, and his name's Keith McRae, and it was it was her brother-in-law. Oh. So... Uh, he sent me a few bits of memorabilia as well. So I've got a little soft spot for Keith McRae. <laughs> Say again, Tony. There's Mark. Did he have oh, any sorry. shirts? <laughs> <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the States, coaching in the States, I think, now. But uh, it was some programmes, actually, is what he sent me, which was very sweet of him. Uh, came from Motherwell for £100,000, I seem to remember. If I'm, someone will correct me if I'm wrong. So I've got McRae. Um, I've got Pablo Zabaleta who would, I think, just fight for the shirts day in, day out. Um, I've gone for Peter Doherty because my father still tells me he's the greatest football player he's ever seen in a sky blue shirt. Uh, and I'm not going to argue with my father. Um, uh, you talk about silver. No, Peter Doherty every day. Um, and then I'm going uh, for the greatest player I've ever seen in a fishy shirt. Uh, and that's the great Colin Bell, who's got uh, Nijinsky, who again would run all day. Um, and uh, the final one is uh, Franny Lee and I think uh, if we got any penalties I think you'd be alright for the penalty taking <laughs> anyway um, not sure who I'll have on the bench but I might, I might take Freddie Hill just to keep uh, to keep Rob happy actually that might be an idea um, listen anything else to wrap up gentlemen do I not get to play to about? oh sorry Tony sorry of course you do I apologise <laughs> my friend that's terrible that's terrible a bit harsh, sorry no. Tony when Not you disappeared, I think maybe it was punishment for disappearing for five minutes. Sorry, Tony, give us your team. <laughs> and more than that, having having criticised the big man, I put Big Joe in goals because I love <laughs> Big Joe and he was my hero as a kid. So no surprises. I'm little surprised no one else went for Paul Lake, actually, one of the finest players mm. I've ever seen in the City shirts. Sadly, cut short his career. But yeah, we've got to have David Silver in there. Yes, Najinski. I've, no one else mentioned Vinny either, if only for his leadership. Um, and I thought we should have either Kenny Clements for his haircut or Richard Dunn for his drinking on the bench. So Sergio up front just to finish that lot off. So I'm, I'm quietly confident with that squad. Fantastic. Great team. Sounded about seven or eight players. I didn't, I'm sure well, it's, squad, it's a squad game these oh, days. It's a squad. Okay, fine. <laughs> I feel a lot happier. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, listen, any other thoughts before we go? Anything else from anybody? Anybody want to throw anything else on the, on the table before we go? Well, let's just hope we're wearing the shirt again soon is all I can say. So keep Absolutely. safe and well, everyone. Let's, let's see the boys out there soon. And stay safe. Uh, listen, in these troubled times, it, it's great to have nice news as well. Uh, and I think uh, many people will know of our regular contributor, Lisa Rabinovitz, who hasn't been around for a while. And the reason for that is she recently, a few days ago, gave birth to a son. Uh, and there's been lots of uh, name suggestions, Alexander, Sergio, Vinny, Pablo. But I can confirm he was named this week as Zach. So we wish Zach, Lisa, uh, Danny and the rest of the family, many congratulations. And that's nice news to have on what's been a difficult time for all of us. Uh, listen, it's been a great pleasure to have my three guests, to Mark McCarthy, to Rob Bear and CTID, and to Tony Newgrosh. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.